Well, hello there. Welcome to This Day's Grace. I'm your host, Mariah Elise, and this is a podcast brought to you by the Saints for the Saints. Stay tuned for testimonies, faith food, heavenly hugs, and spiritual strength. May this be a sacred place for you to experience the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You belong to Him, and you belong here. Hello there. Welcome to this day's Grace podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Elise, and today is Testimony Tuesday. I am so excited for today. I, oh my gosh, it's just been one of those days where school has just made me want to become a nun and drop out and just drop everything. And I, I have so many moments where I'm in a class and I'm like, I can't do this. I might as well drop out of college right now because I am not going to be successful at this. But I've had to talk myself into just, you know, reason. (laughs) I can do this. This is going to be okay. And this is just a short moment. And so anywho, um, sometimes I wish that I was born in a different era so that I could be 80 or 90 years old just with a whole bunch of grandbabies just sitting in a nursing home or whatever, just to get my responsibilities out of the way. But anywho, I am so excited for today. Um, Today, I will be talking with a friend, and her name is Sydney. I had met her um, in the writing center at SVU. When I was in my writing class, I never anticipated that there would be a requirement that we would have to go to the writing center. And so then I was all nervous and worked up because sharing your work with somebody is vulnerable, you know, and then there was this paper on loss and I had to share that with her and I was very scared, but I was so grateful because we were able to come with, um, she was able to give good feedback, but she also started with kindness not everyone in the writing center does that. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's terrible, Sydney, because when I have to go in the writing center and you're not there, I am so <laughs> depressed. I'm so sorry. It's terrible because um, some people have a tendency of starting with the mistakes. And I think when they do that, it automatically like, it just makes me feel like a failure because yes. I'm like, I just spent literally two hours on this and you didn't tell me anything that I did right. So I appreciated that. And then afterwards, I don't know if you remember that day, but we just had a great conversation about life, love and community and church. And I'm just excited to continue that with you. So thank thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. So what I want to know is just a little bit about yourself. Why don't you start with your top three hobbies that you would do in your free time? Okay, so my top three, um, number one is softball. Softball. I play softball here at the school, and I've been playing since I was five years old. And I just love doing anything that really involves that, um, which is funny because I'm not athletic in any other way. I don't believe that. That's crazy. Yeah, (laughs) I I am completely Oh, like I love that. In any other sport, you put a ball in front of me with soccer, I can't, can't do, do it. <laughs> I can't do any other sport. That's so awesome. It's, it's quite funny. Um, and then I love doing makeup. Yeah, you're I, really good at that. Thank you. Oh my yes. gosh. I've been, I just was fascinated with the topic oh, yeah. ever since I was a little oh, kid. So good. it's been something that I've cultivated and honed this skill over yeah. years and years. And, um, and my, Makeup collection is insane. My husband I love is, that. expects that I Good. <laughs> buy makeup all the time. So amazing. <laughs> love that so much. Yes. Um, mm. And then I I love listening to music. I love yes a wide variety, but I did do theater for a long time. So oh, good. I do love listening to show tunes, which is kind of some people might find it Some funny, people are annoyed with them, but yeah, I love them. I love them. It, love it them. makes me want to dance. Yes. It does. <laughs> it, it just makes me... It makes me so happy. I've been obsessed with them. Since yeah, that's since awesome. I can remember. So those are my probably top three things that love that that define me. I think as a person, those are characteristics love that love that add to my oh, whole life. I love that. Well, Sydney, how old are you? 
I'm 21. You're 21 and you're married. I when am. did you get married? Yeah, so I got married last May. Okay. Um, so we're coming up on eight months right okay. now. Yeah. Um, and it was completely unexpected. I had kind of given up on the idea of a serious relationship in college. Sure. And I was ready to just commit to my education. And okay. um, then Heavenly Father said, oh, here you go. There's there's your soulmate. And I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> but he's awesome, and I love him very much. That's so awesome. Much, so. What What right. is his name? His name is Nate. Nate. And yes. what is your last name? Mattis. What is your maiden name? Dolan. So has it been a transition for you hearing... Like Sister yes. Mattis, or you know, yeah, like just a little writing bit. that and in, in just yeah. signing that. That's kind of yeah, cool. It has been. It's it's been really really cool though. I do really love it. Yeah. Um, and it's nice that they're both kind of shorter names, so I don't have to get used to love that a whole new Good. signature that's completely different than my old one. Love but, that. Um, I do. I do love it. It is an adjustment a little bit, but. Sure. Overall, it's really awesome. Oh, that's awesome. And what year are you here at SVU? So, technically, I am a senior. Okay. Um, but I switched my major last spring. No worries. And so I'm going to be graduating spring of 2023. So okay. So, in a year. Okay. Um, which is nice because my husband is actually graduating then, too. <gasps> that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. That'll be a special and memorable day for yeah. both of you then. That's It'll great. Really nice. And it's nice for our families. They don't have to sure. travel twice. You yes. Know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. So, and so yeah. then, um, what is your major? Uh, so I'm a psychology major. You yeah. are. Yes. Praise be to Jesus. <laughs> we need more people who are psychology majors. What do you want to do with that? So I am right now planning on going to grad school for okay. clinical mental health counseling. Good. Um, I would love to be a therapist. I would love to work at a private practice one Good. day. That's the hope and the dream. But Good. Um, I really would love to work with the lgbtq community yes um and even really just teenagers in general mm -hmm. um and weirdly enough i do feel very drawn to utah which really yes, um i i feel <laughs> in, in, are you in, from there no i'm from new jersey and my entire life i have like never ever wanted to live in utah okay um actually i'm not gonna say never because <laughs> when i was in high school i was set on going to BYU for college. Sure. Looking back now, that would have been a terrible decision for me. Um, just because of the person I am now and the environment that has kind of sure been cultivated there is not something I think I would have I would have thrived in. Yeah. Um so that really wasn't my plan though going forward. Okay. Um and then once I decided on this path for my life and my career, um I keep getting drawn back to Utah and I think there's people that um I need to be around there um okay. not only to help me pursue what I want to pursue but just also to um help the people I want to help mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of people that um just need that support out yes there in where, your perspective yes, they really do it would be really great which will also lead into what we're talking about today. I yes, think. So, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. The theme of today is just like this concept that I've been, it's been, I've been meditating on this concept of cultivating more of an inclusive environment yes. within church. And really, this is not a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints problem. It's really a church problem. It's yes. really globally just it weighs heavy on my heart mm -hmm. and it it's in so many different ways it's in the way of the lgbtq plus community it's in the way of um black lives matter or black yes. mo um lives movements it's in the way of um converts who have different styles of worship it's including those people in a sense of um i don't know how to describe it maybe that we all have purpose yes, and yes. more than purpose, but that we need one another in order to um, progress. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I just, I, I have been thinking so much on this because we, I think the church struggles with this so heavily. Mm -hmm. And absolutely. I think that it's not the way of Jesus Christ. And so I'm excited to dive right in and just figure out what you think and your mm -hmm. perspective on this issue. Yeah. And so the first question I have for you is, 
what would you say an inclusive environment or including others looks like in your eyes? So for me personally, this actually comes from a really deep place where I've always kind of had this idea in my head of um, what I, I imagined church would be like. Um, and I come from a place in New Jersey where it, I, it is extremely diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, it is almost the polar opposite of a lot of place that you see out in Utah um, sure. where again, very whitewashed and the culture itself and a lot of the people um, traditionally are just not as diverse as other parts of the country. Um, and it really it really helped me understand yeah. um, different perspectives of people who live different lives than I did because of um, my race and our race. Sure. Um, and so I think that for me, an inclusive environment in church is one that is non-judgmental, mm-hmm. where you feel completely comfortable going to church, not yeah. only because of um, no matter what you look like, no matter who you love, mm-hmm. um, but also no matter what you dress like. I feel like as yes. um, a culture, this uh, this LDS culture, we have created this idea that um, in order to become perfect like Christ, we must yeah. look perfect. And it really is just terrible because, yes. again, in my ward growing up, I feel like it was a lot more inclusive. There was still a lot of work, but um, it was more inclusive in that we had so many different people who mm-hmm. came to church wearing all different types of things, no matter Absolutely. what. And nobody ever was like made a snide comment or had yes. like, looked at them weird um, because we were just happy to have them there. And again, there could mm-hmm. be a lot more work that wow. my ward needed to do as well um, in that area. But even um, going to church in Utah with my husband, because that's mm-hmm. where he's from, it really is like mm-hmm. almost like this this underlying vibe. Yes. Of you need to look your best at church all Absolutely. the time. And that's what it's for. It's the day where you like show up and you cookie look cutter. Great. Exactly. And, and even when you look at the statistics, Utah is like number mm-hmm. one in the country for plastic surgery Uh, Um, that is crazy which isn't a bad thing i am not against no it's just a crazy concept it's it's been lumped in with this idea that in order to um follow this commandment of of to be perfect in christ and Mm -hmm. um trying to be like him yeah it must reflect that on the outside in a a way in a materialistic way which Mm -hmm. is not at all what Jesus stood for. Absolutely. Um, so I think that that is one major way that we can start becoming more inclusive is just letting down this guard yes. and underlying judgment mm-hmm. of um, church needs to be a place where we look this way or we do this. And I understand Sunday best, but so, so many people, again, mm-hmm. um, interpret that as yeah. um, fancy, almost like black tie wear and absolutely that's not, some people's best is not that no and that's another thing that wow that was a good comment that you made i love that i love that you tied this into the mindset that our church has on um the the image that we're portraying mm-hmm. because here's the thing we all were created in the image of christ yes. and so if that's true, then we don't have to strive for that. That's not something that we're striving for. Exactly. I had to meditate on that fact a lot because I served um, a mission, a short mission on Temple Square. Yes, yes, I do remember. And yeah. I, I hated that. Yeah. I hated yeah. that part of it where Temple Square sisters have this um, very high standard of how you're supposed to look, mm-hmm. how your face is supposed to look with your makeup and mm-hmm. colors of your nails and wearing nice dresses and skirts and not wearing pants at all because that draws to the wrong attention to us. And yeah. I think we should be less concerned about our outward and more concerned about what's inward. Yes, Our character... Absolutely. The experience that you can encounter with Christ, mm-hmm. you can encounter with another person if their insides are right. Absolutely, yes. And so that has to be done first. I, I definitely agree with that. And it's just, um, you're right that there's not, this mold has not been created by Christ. No. And some other people's best is not that. Mm-hmm. 
I think what's hard for me hearing some of those words that you're saying is it's reminding me that even though this is, you know, a church that Christ loves Mm -hmm. and that has been um, given to us through his power, it doesn't look like the church that will look like what we will see in heaven. You know, exactly. it's sad that when we sit in the pews day to day on Sundays and look at all of these different people, this is not what it's going to look like. Exactly. When we are in heaven with mm-hmm. Heavenly Father. Yeah, exactly. And so that's a crazy thing. And I just want to know what do you think are those stumbling blocks, mm-hmm. including the image portrayed? When it comes to including others and creating a judgment-free zone. So specifically, I think there's a few things that really make this harder for us as a, a, as a culture and um, as a community to become more inclusive. Um, there's some things where even just this idea of the first thing that comes to mind is with LGBTQ plus and Uh, inclusivity in the church Mm -hmm. is this idea that you have to say oh well I love you but I can't accept you Mm -hmm. what you do or what you choose to do Mm -hmm. and whether or not that's something that follow church guide Mm -hmm. follows church guidelines which um sometimes is sad about that I really am uh, I have my own opinions for a different time sure but that is not Mm-hmm. how they should be reacting sure and so many people who are members of the church that is how they react if they have family or they have friends who mm-hmm. come out to them they're like i still love you um but i can't accept i don't accept what you're choosing to do and mm-hmm. basically that's putting a contingency plan on on your love, love wow that's good which is not what christ does mm. he loves unconditionally no matter what and no sure. matter who you are and we see that throughout the scriptures and all the stories of christ absolutely um, he loved people who everyone would turn away and and despise mm-hmm. and even when you look at um at mary at christ's mother she yeah. was turned away she was and even that in and of itself is just a beautiful representation of um where christ comes from um in this moral sense um but how he loves because yeah. not only was he raised in mortality by um, these parents who understood what it was like to go through this, but him as a perfect being and having perfect love for everyone yeah. never denied yeah. anybody. And that is That's not so what I see when I, when we look at the church is it's, there's these, it's a conditional love. Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely. not what it should be. Like you can agree on like, People have can have their opinions about what's right and wrong. Absolutely, that is our, our God-given right uh, yeah. with agency. Absolutely, but putting that into words as a as a reason not to love someone to the fullest amount is yeah. is not acceptable. No, because that is not what we're told to do. Absolutely, absolutely, and so I love that concept because here's the thing: um, if you're familiar with the story the woman at the well she was caught in adultery and then um there was a crowd yelling like stone her stone her and then jesus christ comes in the picture and saves the day like he always does and he says you who um is without sin cast the first stone exactly and and he's like saying this because he is the only one who is without sin and Mm -hmm. he doesn't cast the the stone Mm -hmm. and so this isn't like dismiss sin. That's not the message that I'm trying to give. But this is the message that go check yourself first. Exactly. You know, exactly. because until you're living a perfect life, don't do not, even if you disagree, do not um, withhold love yes. because you don't think that their life lines up like yours exactly because it's just so important that everybody knows their need for the atonement that even on your best day even on your most worthy day you're still desperate for the atonement and needed his blood to be shed for you and so yeah i love that concept of Mm -hmm. refraining from judgment because it's just not our job like it's just it's really not our job exactly and that is something that happens across the board even with um like people who are not mm-hmm. white yes um and you see that all the time mm-hmm. and and a lot of times 
I, I feel like the church and, and a lot of people in the church will say things um, that almost kind of denounce the, the struggles that black people went through before they were able to hold the priesthood in the church. Oh my goodness. It and, is an issue. And it's like, oh yeah, well it, it changed and that's okay. And it, one day things will change. And I'm like, but you are not acknowledging what Absolutely. those people went through Absolutely. before that. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times that is something that whether or not people realize it is actually very insensitive. Mm -hmm. um, and it's seriously something that can hurt a lot of Absolutely. people because it's like, oh, I was just another little block in this. And it's like, no, no, this was something that was needed for a specific purpose. And mm -hmm. there could be many argu arguments and reasons about why Absolutely. it should have come before. Um, and I don't know everything that God chooses to do. It's um, crazy. But I do believe that we need to acknowledge a lot of mm -hmm. the church's racist history. Because Absolutely. Because it is there. It is. And a lot of things in the church are just mm -hmm. glossed over. Mm -hmm. When in reality, mm -hmm. it is so much better to be upfront about it and say, hey, we were like this and this is why we're this not is, now. Yes, absolutely. Instead of looking like we don't we're stand to for that. it up. Mm -hmm. Because that is not inclusive. Absolutely. If anything, that is very exclusive. Yeah. Because we're saying, we don't need to acknowledge this because it's not important to us. Mm -hmm. But it wow. is. That is important wow. to our history and our That is so good. Yeah, yeah I, I am so for that. I, I think that I just want to clarify for anyone who's listening. This is not go be pro Black Lives Matter movement. But this is go be for black lives. Yes. Like, yes. like if you can't declare that black lives do indeed matter, mm -hmm. then you need to check your heart, exactly. your heart posture. Yes. This isn't to agree with the movement or get behind things because I understand that it has its own flaws in, in every movement does. Mm -hmm. And that's fine if they don't want to support that. I just know that they need to support me yes exactly and saying, you know <laughs> saying that black lives matter is not saying that people who are not black don't matter yes no it is just acknowledging the struggles that people who are black endure been, yes. exactly yes. because statistically and historically black people is, did in this country, not matter no exactly they and were third of a human exactly like but it stated in law they mm -hmm. were basically this uh, again a third of a human and it is completely mm -hmm. inhumane mm -hmm. and by saying that black lives matter we're not saying that other people in the entire world do not matter we're just acknowledging the struggles and the history and the pain that right uh, me as a white person and our ancestors right. put these people through yeah and what it has developed into Absolutely. today because there are still so many practices even within the church, that are rooted in racism that sure. people do not realize. Absolutely. And that needs to get fixed. And we need to acknowledge that in order to change. We do. We totally do. I was so grateful last week to celebrate Martin Luther, This well, this past week, to celebrate um, Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm grateful for him. I was grateful that our church, um, our school, excuse me, put on a celebration for him mm -hmm. and decided to support what that man stood for. Yes. That made yes. me so happy. And one of the things that I said in my speech on that day was that we as African Americans are not declaring, and anybody who is declaring this is not sending the message of Jesus Christ. We're not declaring as African Americans for you to suffer consequences because of your ancestors' sins towards us. Mm -hmm. But we are declaring that you not walk in their footsteps. Exactly. You know, exactly. this is a different time for you to shine the light of Christ and mm -hmm. in a way that hasn't been shined before. Exactly. And so I, we must be called to higher and holier places mm -hmm. than just avoiding racism. Mm -hmm. We need to get rid of all things that to deal with race, because there's one race, it's the human race. Exactly. There's only different levels of pigment in our skin mm -hmm. and then different culture groups. Yes. And so I think one of the reasons why racism is so traumatic for African-Americans is because, one, 
we there's one race, the human race, mm-hmm. and they belong to it. And two, that is not something they can change. Exactly. They cannot change anytime you are demanding that they change their blackness, you're demanding that they change the image of God. Yes. And that's that's a huge issue. Yes. But um we have so many issues within this church. We will we have so many issues within church period any Mm -hmm. church i every single church i go to struggles with these same issues because they're human problems however what do you think jesus christ would you um say Mm -hmm. in order to unify us and bring that oneness within his church Mm -hmm. to back together what advice do you think he would give us i really just think he would preach the exact same things that he Mm. preached when he was here on earth hundreds and thousands of years ago, Mm -hmm. is just to love one another as I have loved you. And I think that, um, I'm not sure the exact verbiage he would use, Mm -hmm. um, but I would like to believe that he would, um, you know, maybe say it in a more modern way to help people who might not understand Mm -hmm. what that means. Because again, we've been told over and over again what that Mm -hmm. means and people still are not getting it. But, because he loved Everyone, again, unconditionally. And that is the one thing that I feel like is, is, it is stressed in the church, but at the same time, that should be the root of everything. Everything. Because ultimately, it does not matter what you look like. Again, who you love, um, even even your gender, again, that Mm -hmm. does not matter because there are so many things that we do not understand about that Mm -hmm. in an eternal scale that I firmly believe that that is something that is, um, you know, something that is mm-hmm. way more grand than we um, understand right now. But I think that Jesus, again, yeah. he would just tell us that over and over again because ultimately that is the thing that will unify us all. Sure. When we have unconditional love for each other, we are able to better accept each other's differences and mm-hmm. come together for a higher cause. That's so good. And I think that it is so important just to keep going back to that because ultimately you can't change what other people choose to do. You can't change the color of someone else's skin. You can't change someone else's sexuality. And that is something that you will have to accept Mm -hmm. and that we as individuals have to accept if we don't agree with something for some reason. Um, We have to keep reminding ourselves that, number one, Jesus would not discriminate against anybody. Mm -hmm. And also that it's something that we have no control over. So why would we get mad about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I I keep thinking of this concept. And and it's the scariest concept in the world um, that I've experienced within the last five or 10 years is Mm -hmm. the concept that the only thing that people love in you is what they love about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so their love is conditional on the life that they live and the life that they view. Meaning if they see the same political um, views as you, they love you. Mm -hmm. If they see you as an educated person as they are, they love you. Mm -hmm. If they see you respond in a way that they would respond, they love you. If they see you love a person that they would love, they love you. But if Mm -hmm. any of those things are incongruent with the life that they experience, that's what they're hating. Yes. Is the life that they chose not to live. And so it's it's so scary mm-hmm. because here's here's a comment that I was given probably about five or six years ago that changed my perspective. A lot of people say, how can I love others if I can't even love myself? Mm-hmm. The scripture says, um, love, uh, love others as you would love yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the thing. Most humans, even who think that they don't love themselves, care enough about themselves to take care of themselves, Mm -hmm. to sustain their own life, to give their selves opportunities, and even more than the next neighbor. And so loving yourself doesn't necessarily have to be developed. It's innate human um, 
I don't know how, like a human, something within ourselves that we were already born Mm -hmm. to think that the way that we think is the best way or the way that we're living is the best way. And that is how we love ourselves poorly. You know, I think that that's scary because it is a very um, fine line between um, an idol, Mm -hmm. you know, creating these ideas that they have become louder than your love. Mm -hmm. I think it's become very much an idol disguises your conviction Mm -hmm. you know so how do we break that like if a person doesn't agree that black people should have the same experiences and opportunities as white or that um gay people should be allowed in the temples Mm -hmm. or that um any of these global problems that we're facing within the church if that's where their stance is. What advice do you have for that person? So personally, I think it would just be a matter of sitting down. Every individual is different with how they believe different things. So I sure. think it would be a matter of sitting down and asking them, number one, why they think that. Okay. And giving them examples really just, it all comes back to Jesus Christ and what he did in his life because... Um, if someone is, is who is white is demanding that they have more opportunities and that they deserve better opportunities than anyone um, who is not white mm-hmm. just because of their race, something that I would say like, so do you remember that Jesus Christ was not white? Mm-hmm. He is not white. No, he's not. And so I was like, so are you saying that mm-hmm. there is some type of superiority yeah. in the color of your wow. skin when... The person that you look up to as a Christian mm-hmm. is not even no. Is not even the same no. race as you. Um, and again, just reminding people: wow. we are made in the image of God, and if we are all God's children, mm-hmm. what color do you think God is? Mm-hmm. Because wow, if you think about it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense that He would just be white. No, and we don't know. We don't know no. for sure Absolutely. until we get back there. But again. Um, uh, it is uh, so controversial for some reason to think mm-hmm. of God as anything other than a white man, which is, right. I think, is ridiculous because... Right. And here's yeah. the other thing. There is this concept of white meaning purity and temple covenants mm-hmm. and um, beauty and celestial material It is imagery, not exactuality. You know, it's not the the picture that the scriptures paint of this bright whiteness. That is just imagery for your mind to see light. Yes, yes. But it doesn't necessarily mean that my brown skin is less than the white. Exactly. Yeah. And Jesus did not say... um, Look perfect like unto me. Yeah. So become perfect unto me. In and so many mm-hmm. it goes back to the whole materialistic thing. It goes so back good. to everyone thinks that they have to look a certain way in order to um be deemed worthy or mm-hmm. or professional or it's just look crazy. Good in the church. And that is not the case because no. that comes from within. And even if you look historically at what was worn at in the time mm-hmm. when Jesus was on the earth. Um, and Jesus wore dresses basically, mm-hmm. and so many people again they as- associate that with um femininity now, and it's not a good thing to be like that. And so, if a man showed up wearing a dress to church, mm-hmm. it would in a lot of places it could cause a lot wow. of like stares and judgment. And in reality, it's like this is just a culture. It, that's just what we have mm-hmm. created in this idea that we need to be a certain way and look a certain way at church. Sure. Um, and so I think that the uh, people who really do not believe that uh, people of different sexuality, different genders and different races than them should have equal opportunities are just people who mm-hmm. um, have been so negatively affected by the culture we've sure. created for ourselves that they don't remember the actual teachings of Jesus Christ. Sure. Um, wow. Whoa, that's good. 
that they've been so consumed with the culture that mm-hmm. they don't remember the teachings of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That, it, it, wow, that's, that's deep and that's very, very hard. We have to separate that. Yes. Um, now, there's a lot of news going around in um, Utah right now, as you know, about um, the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. and evolving on BYU's campus. Yes, Could you yes. give a little word to that and what your perspective is on that? Yes. So I have been following that um, for a long time. Um, and it, it really was just disappointing to see uh, BYU go back and forth um, with their their treatment of the LGBTQ community. And the thing that really, really bothers me is, again, coming from a place where BYU is a church-affiliated, church-owned mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. shouldn't they be more inclusive than anybody else? And yet they are out here at discriminating against their own students um, and really just making it difficult for them to wow. live happily. Um not even in just the way that like the church uses it because yes there are things that the the church could do better um but i i've always felt um maybe not always again like i said before i i was really set on going to BYU for a, a while back in high school sure um, and then i kind of had my eyes opened a little bit and i just really do think that BYU holds their students to a higher standard than even the church does for us mm-hmm. as members. Sure. And it, it really frustrates me because um, they've cult- cultivated this environment of mm-hmm. um, rigid conservativeness. Um, and yeah. not politically. I mean, there are a little bit, kind of flumps in. Mm-hmm. But just in general, it is so harsh to be sure. part of an environment that really is actively denying who you are as a human being. Wow. Um, and I, I can only express my, my, my deepest empathy and um, my, my love for the LGBTQ members who are attending BYU and have to experience this um, wow. hostility and this negative treatment. And really, it can only be described as just um, blatant, the worst homophobia, really. Wow. Um, that a student should have, like, they should not have to endure that on their campus. Absolutely. Again, there were even, uh, there was electroshock therapy um, performed on the students back in the 70s and 80s. That is really just, uh, just shocking. Mm -hmm. And again, there were things that happened like that all over, not just within um, the church, but it really is just sad because I feel like it has not gotten better. Um, and, And I'm hoping that, you know, and, and just the whole fact of um, the federal government having to step in and investigate the school is just a testament to how bad it's gotten. So I really hope mm. that this can bring about some good change and that Clarity. it makes the campus safer for our um, our queer friends and yeah. al- and our allies there as well. Um, just sure. so that the environment can be safer and and more loving. Yeah, compassion is a universal need for all of God's children. Mm -hmm. And um, we can't withhold extending that to people. Um, I, yeah, I, I am taken back by um, the treatment of uh, the mistreatment of God's kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've said this before on my podcast, but a lot of people, have said things that just keep reiterating this concept. Any time that you um, mistreat one of God's kids or judge someone inappropriately, you are taking the Lord's name in vain by calling yourself a Christian. Because if you are declaring yourself as a Christ follower, any time you do not do anything that you're doing something not aligned with Jesus Christ, that is a form of taking the Lord's name in vain. And that's been an interesting concept that I've been pondering on. But I think everybody just needs to get rid of the ignorance that mm-hmm. um, gay people can love Jesus too. You can be gay yes. and love Jesus too. Yes. I think that they assume that because they're gay, that they've fallen so far behind from listening to the Spirit or that they have fallen so... Um, 
away from, you know, just following Jesus. I think that mm-hmm. they think that it's a separate thing, but yeah. gay people can love Jesus and gay people can keep the covenants that other people follow. Gay people can um, yes. honor and respect others and, and shine the light of Jesus just the way that another person can. Yes. Um, I, I do find it um, repelling um, to me that um, people who are homosexual and practice that cannot do temple work. Yeah, or or even um, participate really fully in church at all. Yeah, that is something that really I I do because I think that is what strengthens me. That is yes. what makes me desire to become more like Christ mm-hmm. and desire to be righteous and full like that. And so, if anything, if they believe that the temples can. Um, give you personal revelation mm-hmm. and help you develop a spirituality with Jesus Christ, you would think that they'd be sending the people who they think are struggling the most mm-hmm. to the temple first, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I think it is hard that a lot of people can't contribute to um, what, you know, some people enjoy as temple worship and, and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I, we have got to find someone who goes to BYU where we can talk to them mm-hmm. about their experiences as a yes. queer member. I, I do. Um, there, there are a few people at the school who have transferred. I know some people, so I can definitely give you some names. I know many awesome. people. Um, because, and, and the thing is, I have gone over this multiple times in my head because um, I am actually, I am a queer Mm-hmm. person myself I am I, I label myself as bisexual but really I'm mm-hmm. pansexual and um explain that for the people who don't so understand for that. those who don't know basically I my sexuality I am not uh, attracted to just mm-hmm. males um I am not attracted to any specific gender I do I am attracted to specific energies yes um and so uh it doesn't matter what your genitalia is or how you identify um for me, it's about energy. Yeah. So that's my sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I do identify myself as bisexual, but mm-hmm. by definition, I guess, it's pansexual. But sure. um, in reality, I don't have to label it. That's just what mm-hmm. I've done. Um, because as humans, we, we feel yes. this innate need to always label things. Um, but in reality, sexuality does not need to be labeled. And it is a spectrum, and it, it can ebb and it can flow. It, it evolves. It, it does. does. Exactly. And... Um, I've gone over this many times in my head and, and had many tumultuous moments in my life where um, I'm just talking with Heavenly Father and I'm like, why why have I gotten this privilege? Not only um, in terms of race as a, as a white person, but um, wow. I, I married a man in the temple. And I'm, again, I'm very act- actively queer, I guess. I mean, not really, I don't, not in the sense of like I cheat on my husband that came out wrong, but um, mm-hmm. I am am very um, open about, open about it. it exactly, Good. and it is just not fair that someone mm-hmm. who just happened to not be attracted to males, I see, cannot do the same things that, that I you can. had the privilege to do, right? Exactly, and it is just it it, it really really it does it, it weighs heavily you. on me because. Um, so many of my closest friends and family are are yeah. queer and can't participate in the things that I can. Um, sure. So many of them, and it, it's it's turned so many people away because of the the treatment um, that they have endured. Um, and I totally get that. That is something that I also have struggled with, and in my membership and my association with sure. the church. Um, and there have been multiple times where I have almost just left because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be associated with an organization that yeah is associated with homophobia Mm -hmm. and that's that's the thing that kills me inside because that is not what we are supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. as followers of christ we should be the ones who are the most inclusive and we have uh, the the lds church is associated with homophobia because of what we have done how we have treated people and again the treatment of lgbtq students at BYU does not help this at all. No. And when you look at what has happened, we have really evolved over the years. Um, and even um, President Nelson 
in his recent general conference talks, he is not the one that is saying um, all these hurtful homophobic things. If anything, he's the one who's saying we have to love everybody. Everyone. And he mm-hmm. keeps reiterating it. And there right. are things that other members of um, the... Um, the, yeah, exactly. That, that mm-hmm. have been said in the past year that is not great at all. Um, and I, I have not gone to talk to them about it, so I yeah. don't know exactly um, what their intentions were with sure. those things. But I do know that the person that is assigned as the mouthpiece of God right now, who is in direct communication with him, that at least that's what most of us believe in the church, um, is the one who is saying we need to love everybody and all these things and it is it is something that has been so ingrained in our culture to Mm -hmm. um act this way towards people in the lgbtq plus community sure that it's it's just become the norm and that's what we are associated with and that's awesome i I really am um it's just sad it is yeah, it so breaks your heart. And frustrating mm-hmm. because uh, not all of those people think of it. But even in high no. school, um, people who aren't members of the church, when they would find out, they're like, oh, so you hate gay people. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, like, no. I mean, that's like, what my, and that's what my dad said. He, he was upset that I chose a church mm-hmm. that didn't align with his lifestyle. Yeah. And I said to him, you know, I can't go to any church in America or anywhere around the world and agree with 100% of what they um, believe. Like, yes. I, I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I support the doctrine. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also support you. Like, I support your happiness. Mm-hmm. And here's why. I am not called to do a work on any of God's children. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is. And to think that the Holy Spirit isn't working in the lives of people that I love is completely um, kind of like a slap in God's face mm-hmm. with all the work that he's doing, right? That we do not even see. I cannot tell somebody that God's not working in their life. And I cannot try to be the vessel that God changes this person's life, you know? And so I think that Yes, I do believe that people can believe what they want to believe. And I think it's fair that um, there is confusion in this because a lot of people aren't educated and a lot of people haven't sought out answers. Um, And it's okay to disagree on that. It's not okay to disagree on love and it's not okay to disagree on compassion. Yes. Because those are universal needs that we all have. And so I think that that's what we have to be striving for. Um, mm-hmm. If God is love, then surely we should be bearers of love. And so yes. you have encountered um, some hurtfulness, but you've also encountered some people in your life who have changed your perspective on yes. in- inclusiv- inclusivity and just um, welcoming other people. Mm-hmm. What... Who is a person in your life that really does a good job of expli- um, just welcoming others? Mm-hmm. So uh, I have two people that come to mind. One was one of my um, best friends in high school, his mom. And she is, and their family, they are close personal friends of my family. Um, and she is just amazing. She was one of um, our leaders in church that would always... Um, make sure to discuss the hard topics with us like sex and again uh, like yeah, that's sexuality good. and make sure that we mm-hmm. felt normal and yeah. stable um for normal things that's incredible and she is just so loving of everyone and she again none of us are perfect but she is always looking to learn more about the things that she doesn't understand so that she can become more loving and accepting um and I will always, she will always have such a special place in my heart. Awesome. Um, and then my other, uh, the other person I thought of is my my friend Grace. Uh, mm-hmm. We met when I was like 13. That's and incredible. Camp. And she, um, so we kind of grew up together uh, as teenagers in New Jersey. Um, and she in, is amazing. She and um, her fiance Karen met here at SVU. Uh, she was the president of the LGBTQ club here. Wonderful. Um, she graduated uh, last year, I believe. Oh, I feel like I have no concept of time anymore because of COVID. 
Um, it's so true. But she is just amazing. I go to her for so many things. Um, if I'm struggling with the way um, someone in my life is uh, uh, reacting or treating um, <laughs> queer topics, I, I will go to her and ask for advice mm -hmm. on what to do um, and what she thinks, or I will just go to her for any type of support. It, it really is. She is so intelligent and amazing. And um, she really has taught me so oh. much, and I, I value her friendship so much she is amazing um and she really makes things so inclusive i really believe that she has so much love in her heart and yes. activism is very um that's incredible important to her and i really 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 love that about her is mm -hmm. she is really striving to um speak up against things that are mm -hmm. are toxic and and harmful to um just any minority group really wow. so I, I that's awesome I absolutely adore her well then yeah. what would be one thing that you are striving to implement in your own life to welcome others and become mm -hmm. more of an inclusive person so personally I always try and educate myself that's um, awesome and I feel like the opposite of the opposite of ignorance is education really and um because that education will lead to understanding. Okay. And I, again, I am someone who I do have a lot of privilege in my life that I did not choose to have, but that has been something that has been given to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I really strive to just want to continue to learn to be able to use that privilege for good to speak up for people who have not been given that or have been sure they're, they're um they have been silenced by society and by um people who are just not the greatest people and if if i can just do my best to include everybody and make sure that they know that I am a safe place that I love them and accept them no matter what that is something that I um I would absolutely just That's love so and it's awesome. something I strive for just because um yeah like I can't I can't experience the no. same thing as you as a black woman I will never be able to understand exactly mm -hmm. what you have been through in your life but mm -hmm. the best that I can do is listen to you and understand your experience and what you have been through so that and I can not doubt it exactly yeah exactly so that I can um, learn how to better include you in ways mm -hmm. that will be beneficial for your life and your mental health. That's and awesome. Your, your physical health or anything, really. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's something that people often overlook. Is sure. In order to fully include other people, um, we need to be able to understand them and their situation as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is to listen and to just listen to their experience Love and that. understand what they've been through. That is so incredible. And if there were um, three things mm -hmm. that needed, that you saw that needed to be changed yes. um, over the next 10 years within the church, yes. what would be three things that you think need to change so, and um, this is just like I didn't give her preparation time for this, so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, I love this question. Um, so first off, I would really think it would have to come with LGBTQ rights. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I cannot speak for what God's plan is. Would I love it if they could fully participate in every temple ordinance that we do? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Awesome. And I, I can only hope that things get better in the next 10, 20, however many years. Um, ideally, it would be very soon. Um, yeah. But that's something that I would absolutely love to see. Um, second is actually something that we haven't talked about yet. But I think that um, denouncing gender roles within the church. Oh, really that that's a good one. Yeah, because I really... I really do not like this idea that um, basically from birth, women are groomed to be good mothers and good wives. Wow. And that is not everyone's path. Not yeah. everyone is going to get married. Not everyone is going to be able to have kids or want kids. Mm -hmm. And that is totally okay. 
Um, and I do not think that we should focus on it so much because that's good. It basically, when when we put um, motherhood and um, being a wife on this yeah. pedestal as a young woman, um, we're, we're we are harming a lot of mm-hmm. our young women, and even with men, the young men, the idea that like you have to be the provider and you have to go on a mission in order to be worthy and all this stuff. I despise that because that is not everyone's path. Not everyone is able to go on a mission. It is not right for everybody. Not everybody wants to go on a mission. And the fact that things like that have been so stressed Mm -hmm. in our, um, in our environment, um, in our community is, is really harmful. And it gives this idea that like, if you're not able to go on a mission because of uh, mental health issues, Mm -hmm that you're not clean and you're not worthy True. of God's love. And it is, that is not what that is because yeah. not everyone is meant to go on a mission. Um, so again, I think just breaking down these, different paths mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. yeah that's good. Breaking it down like that because um, there are so many things like I, I in young women's uh, a common exercise that good. happens um, and common activity that is pretty much universal um, is we have an activity where it's like, oh, describe your dream husband and his qualities. Oh, and wow. Like, I, I did that like at least three times in the wow. span of me being in Young Women's. And it is something that, that is not necessary. That is absolutely not necessary because number one, again, with sexuality, not everyone is going to marry a man. Not everyone is going to get married. And again, listing out these qualities and these ideas wow. of what you want someone to be. I've never considered to, that. Yeah, you're trying to put someone mm-hmm. in a box that is that's not fair to anyone Mm -hmm. to try and be like, no, you have to check off all these things because Mm. even if someone fits that list, when you meet them, that's crazy. They might change and evolve to not be like that in a few years. So, um, I, I think that's really damaging and there's a lot of things that we could do better with that. Um, most definitely. That is so good. Yeah. I love that you have just, allowed individuals to be individuals Mm -hmm. with your comment um i personally love um i love the idea or concept of um being a housewife and homemaker um because i love kids and i love um home decor and all things like that that but i recognize that god may not have that as a path for me Mm-hmm. And I also recognize that it is not everyone's path. Yes. And so I think that was a really good comment to just create um, or embrace the indi- individuality between all individuals. Yes. And so what is the one last thing that you would say one that you need thing. to change within the next 10 years? Because mm-hmm. it might be 50. Because let's be honest, yeah. our church is 50 years behind yes. in everything. Absolutely. <laughs> um, one last thing I would say um becoming more transparent about things okay um in that i think it is a good thing to acknowledge history and mistakes because if we don't we're limiting ourselves to a certain level of progression and sure again i think that's one of the reasons why in in so many areas um we are so far behind is because um we are not acknowledging a lot of the things that have happened like again this church has a very racist and homophobic history um, that is not acknowledged. And a lot of the time is often, sure. um, I've heard things that have been lied about. Mm-hmm. And it's, the thing is, um, and also with becoming more transparent, I feel that the church needs to become more transparent about really hard hitting questions that people struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of things that people, um, have quandaries about, uh, in relation to, you know, the restoration, just all these things and about temple work. The thing is, the answers to these things are in gospel library, but we're never taught where they're found because mm-hmm. the church always, one of the things that I, I really do, I don't like this saying is doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. Mm-hmm. I don't like that saying. And the reason for that is because it is perfectly normal to have these questions and mm-hmm. to have them answered mm-hmm. because the thing I really, I really feel like as a church, we have this environment of we need to try and keep people in the church. We need to get them to stay. But the thing, and they're nervous that I feel like it's this environment of, or this, um, yeah. there's this vibe of if we tell them the answers, they might not like it and then they might leave. And the thing is, we should let them because not everyone 
is a fit for this church. Not everyone is a fit for organized religion. Um, and that is okay because we, not everybody is going to believe the same thing. That is sure. the whole point of why we're here on earth is to um, learn and to grow in our mm-hmm. own beliefs. Um, That's good. And so I feel like the church needs to be better about being transparent about these um, really hard-hitting questions so that people can really learn for themselves okay. and grow in their own ways, even if that's growing apart from the church as a whole. Um, because either way, we um, You need to have get got at that. to... Everyone has got to have a clear conscience mm-hmm. about what they believe yes. and, and just sit with it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has to choose that for themselves. And um, it is very challenging um, for me to express my beliefs to others because mm-hmm. they're they're not a cookie cutter LDS. I'm a kind of a radical person. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I'm just LDS, but I don't feel me like too. I'm just aligned with any other religion either. I think I'm a mix between... LDS beliefs, Pentecostal beliefs, Baptist yeah. beliefs, yeah. Um, Episcopalian beliefs. I love all of that. I love what I can learn and gain from every um, church. Yes, yes. Because it develops my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to be intimidated with the things that um, people disagree with. Yes. You know, exactly. we don't have to be intimidated by seeing two different things. Um, perspectives mm-hmm. on the same scripture exactly. we we don't we exactly. can learn and grow and be edified with each other and mm-hmm. so I love that and one last question I have mm-hmm. to wrap things up for today would be if Jesus Christ was sitting right here at the table with mm-hmm. you with us what do you think he would tell you oh wow that is oh that's so deep um I just always think that he would express love in the most profound way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what he might say to me, but I really just think it would be um, filled with love, surrounding love, because when I think about Christ, I just think about the embodiment of love and the idea of what that means as a noun, as a verb, everything. Um, that's good. So I, I would that's like good. to think that that's what it would be. I love so, that. Thank um, you. I love hearing your perspective. I love hearing your stories, your mindset, and what God is teaching you this season of your life. I love that. And it helps me to understand how I can be loving more and have an inclusive environment Mm -hmm. in my own life. It is so essential that we love like Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. And we know we won't be able to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. but we can strive to do it a little bit better each day by day. And yes, so absolutely. I love what you said with that so much. Thank you. So real quick to close, we like we love to play this little word association yes, game yes. where um, <laughs> you just, um, I'll say a word and then you'll say a um whatever first comes to mind. It could, some people say dates, names, um, just experiences, but whatever the first word or two that comes to mind with this. Okay. Okay. First word is kindness. Loving. Valuable. Treasure. That was, <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> I was like a pirate when I said that. Yeah. Oh, Blessing. Happiness. Okay. Joy. Christ. Fun. Loving. I yeah. also thought loving. That is yeah. awesome. Saturdays. Sleep. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. Breakfast. Eggs. <laughs> Dessert. Delicious. Yes. Amen. Love. Christ. Again. And then the last yeah. one, Jesus Christ. Love. Yeah, I, I love that they're entertaining. Yeah, they yeah. totally are. That yes, is so yes. awesome. Um, the Lord delights in you and um, the light of Christ shines through you. You will teach so many people how to love um, better and you will enlighten a lot of people's perspectives. Um, Thank you. I love how our differences can make us stronger. Yes. And we cannot be intimidated by being different with the people we sit in the pews with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We can't. And so I love that so much. Thank you so much Thank for joining you. me today. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is you amazing. are awesome. Yes.
Thank you all so much for joining us today on this day's grace podcast, Testimony Tuesday. I just love learning and listening and being edified. And I hope that you have felt the spirit today. I hope that you know that the love of God is for you and with you unconditionally and at all times. If you'd like to share your story on this day's grace podcast, please message us um, on Instagram at this day's grace and um, please share your story with us. We value you and you belong here. Bye.